for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to episode 118 of That's a Shame. My name is Declan and sat opposite me back in the Give orthodox recording space with the ad-libbing <laughs> Detlev that he is, the musical maestro. Yes. Isaac Bernier Doyle. That's what they call me. Thank you for the welcome back. I feel that's, very appreciated. That's good. We need to make that's a shame a more social experience, I think, because there okay. was an hour. I didn't tell you about this, but after I went to see Company the other day, which okay. is in London's West End, it and if is. you're in the UK or Europe or on Jesus's great big ball earth, then you need to go and see it. Very excellent. I had. I was walking home and I thought, pack the show in. <laughs> right. That was the end of that bit. But okay. What convinced me to not pack it in was the idea that we can expand into a social movement. Was it that I was it the only reason you didn't because I had said maybe four episodes ago that one day you will just yeah, I didn't want decide to, be too much to pack it. In. I don't know what it was. Something came over me. I felt like running to a different like life. And then I came home to find that you'd been discussing that. Yeah, I've been discussing just that. Yeah. Isaac's girlfriend is conducting a poll to see who's madder, her or indeed him. And so far, the results 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 are conclusively by the fact that all the people involved are in their own ways problems. But uh, I can't recognize super sanity when it's staring them in the eye. When it's telling them daily, weekly (laughs) that it is genuinely super sane. But I. I yeah, I was quite tired after a day of work and I was kind of doing a crossword while this conversation was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what sort of mood I was in. It was quite weird. I was just sort of perched on our armchair mm. quite silently. Maybe um, a wistful mood. Yeah, maybe. But it meant that I didn't quite pick up necessarily on the tone of the conversation or indeed remember that I was talking to Isaac's girlfriend, you know, uh-huh. the, the love of his life. Uh-huh. And, and she... The, the, yeah, him the love of hers. And I just bl- blurted out that I had always assumed since <laughs> about the third or fourth day that I'd known him that one day Isaac would simply disappear from all of our lives. Mm. That there would just come a day where it, it wouldn't be a big thing. There'd be no fanfare. None. It wouldn't take... There won't be trumpets. He'd take Elmo with him. Yeah. But that's probably about it. I'd take... A- yeah, I know. I take my water little. Water yeah, jug oh yeah, the little water jug. Uh, probably at least one of his lip balms. Oh god, and maybe Google can come with him. Yeah, um, <laughs> not the concept. No, <laughs> he means my Google Mini. But that would be it, and he'd be gone. And I said, what would make it worse is that obviously he's not going to change anything else about him. He's not going to change his name. He's not going to change his appearance or his style. He's probably not going to move very far. He doesn't <laughs> like change. So you would absolutely bump into him again. And he would, uh, uh, well, I was going to say he would pretend to have no memory or knowledge of you, but I also realized now that he'd do that thing that he talked about where, you know, it just starts again. <laughs> you just start again in your head. The and ultimate so, reset. Yeah. And so you just auto oblivion. <laughs> yeah. And so he'd just like simply would not recognize you. Where does this come from? This attachment issue? Because yeah, sure. I'm well, you did up just say that, yeah. That I did have the thought that seeing such a great work of art made me think I need to like reevaluate my entire life. Mm-hmm. But before that, I don't think there have been any signs of 
I'm not a flighty person by nature. No, but that's why I said it wouldn't be a flight. Mm. It would just be a transition. I said, I think my girlfriend said, what, like it'll all get too much and it'll just sort of pop, like burst or something. And I said that, no, 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 it would be more like just a dissipation. Like there wasn't it enough. Could just become... <laughs> like when Sirius goes by Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> He'd just like become gas and just float out of all of the, yeah, that's weird, the doors at once. I wonder, because there's a lineage of people thinking a similar thing and I haven't mm. done that. So, no, no, no. Well, but it yeah. is interesting to note that a few people have identified it as... Anyway, it's just one of those <laughs> things, I guess. Welcome back to another episode of That's a Shame. In this episode, we're going to be... You're right, it's a Wednesday-ish, so we do a feature. And the feature we've decided to proffer to... Is a, an oldie, a goodie. Yeah. The OG. Classic. It's really the feature upon which we lay our hats. Ding upon- dong! You've, You've got, got posts. Post. <laughs> That's right. It's an all mailbag, shame mail, spectacular. Wow. Because we've, you know, over the course of the Do you the last... feel as though you're maybe undermining what? the spooktacular With by saying that this is a mailbag spec? Are if you saying anything, it's going to be on par? No, what I'm doing is I'm defining it in opposition. So when people listen to this one and they're like, hmm could have taken or left that one they'll be like but the spooktacular that's where it was okay and maybe they'll go back to that and submit us to various podcast awards that i've weirdly not had any not seen a lot from them i assume they were coming directly to your yeah well a lot of it is based on listener um submission so i mean i i know i know that it's not powerful there are doing their best and putting us out there it's probably a bias in the system because we're underdogs we're maverick at our core. Do you think and it's a do you think it's a bold approach we've taken to uh a very um apparent downward trend in the listenership mm-hmm. and in the uh downloads yeah. to double down on our superiority <laughs> and quality <laughs> and just assume that it's you know a, a moral defect on the fault of the listener that they're not I mean staying. there's no accounting for taste. No. Sure. But then there's also no saving those who would stray so far from the light. I am interested in the sort of listener who stuck with us through Blocks Proj Proj, mm. but then was like, nah, after that, an episode where we asked the spirits again, they were like, oh, fuck this, done. derivative. <laughs> like, if, though, if that trend continues, the only thing that will happen is you'll get more spooky episodes and that'll be on you. So okay. think about it. Isaac primed and ready with the pitch god you better believe it if my computer lasts even one more day Mm. but we've got a collection of mail because basically from doing those episodes the blocks proj proj we were we've been behind on mail we've been like a couple of weeks behind addressing stuff yeah and then we didn't have any for ages and then we got loads but we were doing other stuff so we didn't read it so apologies if you've got in touch without replies i don't know if it's traditional and i assume it's not when you email in for us to be like, we got your email because, you know, it's email. Like, obviously we did. Yeah. I, I, I always find it kind of weird because I've, from the very first time that we got an email. Oh, crazy days. I, I've never thought that it would be the etiquette that we would reply. Hmm. I always assumed it would be, we'd read it out on air and that would be our reply. Yeah. Because it seems like a bit of a waste <laughs> to like to get back to you. We could then. just start reading out our replies on air because that's like kind of double fun. Yeah, you the, think? N- no, no, it's worse. Oh, sorry. It's yeah. half as there fun. There we go. We're going to start with an email that came to us all the way back a month ago today. Wow. The 15th of October, 
2018. Of course. You remember it. What were you doing on that? Uh, on that probably day? like I am today, uh, struggling. Oh, so, yeah. good. Yeah. And it was 10 past four. So struggle o'clock. In the afternoon? For sure. For sure. The afternoon. This email is entitled On Spooks and Spirits. And astute listeners will realize already from whose tepid fingers it has been tap, tap, tapped into our lives. It's Toby Marstones King, who begins every email with on. Here it is. Hello, gentlemen. As your favourite time approaches, Netflix have decided to remake a beloved classic of yours, The Haunting of Hill House. Have you seen it? I'm sure everyone would love your ghostliest of thoughts. Pause, because there's another very separate point afterwards. Okay. I think we should address this first. So, Well, you actually did watch some of it, didn't you? Yeah, I think there's more to unpack, though, before we dive into that, because oh, okay. he's... He's kind of assumed here. He starts with as your favourite time approaches, comma, mm-hmm. which is an opening gambit for sure, but one that is perhaps a little presumptuous because is it our favourite time, Halloween? It's yours, isn't it? Ours, though. Uh, for sure, it's mine. I suppose... But you on air said that Halloween could go fuck itself. No, but the thing is, is that as the partnership... Mm. I enjoy Halloween a lot more. We do stuff uh, more. It's yeah, more of a thing true. than it ever was. We did a in my life a ghost before. ritual, didn't we? This year we did. And have you been being sort of followed around and stalked? The by mirrors them? have been only full of my own corpulent appearance. Oh, so yeah, no, so no, no ghosts. We beat him in the poet. Ritual. I think so. Yeah. Or and you know, obviously, there's just a slim chance. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's the case that we got the only flat where there were no poets who died. Oh come on. Oh, no. Isn't there that thing like you're never more than six feet away from where a poet died? A dead died? poet? Yeah. yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that. I found that on the Double Decker Bus tour. Uh, but yes, The Haunting of Hill House remake. Now, the trailer for it is uniquely poor because it does, like we talked about way back in the film Desam days. Do you remember what any of those episodes were called? Unfilmed Desam. Was it? Yeah. That's very handy and good titling on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, fill people in. What's our, oh, our show? There image? was also... Dr. Marrow's Haunted Circle. Oh, <laughs> I take back all of that titling <laughs> praise we gave ourselves. But basically, your critique was that the remake just made it unambiguously... Ghosts. Ghosts. When the, the, the book is, is almost trauma. entirely the opposite. And the trailer for the Netflix series is very much ghosts. Well, not just the trailer as well, like the blurb for it literally when says... When a hundred ghosts move into... It's into basically wacky. that. They say something like, you know, a family moves into an, a new home, you know, and they face a, a chilling future together. Colon. With lots ghosts. of ghosts. <laughs> and you're like, what? No, with loads of ghosts, I think it was. Does it literally say Yeah, that? with loads of ghosts is how it, how it ends. And I was like, well... Get fucked. But actually, I watched the first episode and it was very good. And I've heard only good things about it. I heard good things about most. And then I, I saw people tweeting about how it got a little bit shite towards the end. Interesting. But, um, you know, I'll probably give it a go at some point. Yeah. The first episode I watched, I was in the dark at my grandmother's house. And all the lights were off, mm. as, as the dark is often yes. accompanied by. And I, it was late at night. I'd been driving all day. Well, mm-hmm. not me, but I'd been driven, I suppose, more accurately, from yeah. London all the way up there, up the coast or wherever it is that she lives, the northwest. So I was quite tired, and I kept doing that thing of, like, f- just closing my eyes for what felt like a second. But and then opening them again, minutes had passed <laughs> in this case. And so it meant that uh, the first half hour, like, very clear 
narrative structure Mm -hmm. and then the remainder of it is now sort of internalized as a big (laughs) fever dream of of confusing ghosts but it seemed very good it was very atmospheric i suppose i'm on some level i'm just opposed to it as a television series why snob is Uh, it snobbery yeah no i'm not as in i only think it should be a book i think it'd be a good it could be a very good film Uh but i think it would be best as a kind of short Lynn Ramsey kind of film like we or Lynn Manuel want the other good uh, the other very good Lynn because he has the, the OG Doctor Marrow yeah exactly um, but yeah I, you know like I say I'll probably give it a go for me it's a scream from Declan it's a glean by which I mean to be gleaned in future we should say that we have both watched the beginning of another spooky Netflix oh, show Sabrina the, the Chilling Haunted Adventures Witch. of Sabrina the Ghost Girl yeah it's mad it's very I'm very big fan of it so but far, I, I like it yes that's another is that a scream yes that's a scream, Double scream. in every way yeah really good, it's really good. it's very very uh fundamentally different from the show if yeah. that from the original no show, talking robo cats that is a shame because i did think that salem was the best part why did he have that voice that was like this <laughs> he was such <laughs> Some a wise sort guy. of 60s newscaster um, secondly, in Toby's email, and this is quite the transition, Toby likes to throw us the curveballs, even internally to the same piece of communication. Wow. Secondly, did you manage to see Chris O'Dowd's drunken performance on the last leg? Do you approve or disapprove? And if you could see one celebrity absolutely blitzed on a chat show, very British drunk mm-hmm. metaphor, who would it be? Question mark. Okay. Toby, he signs off. So I can answer the first part because we... We just, just watched, watched it. it. And Declan, he came into the room to record in a really sort of ebullient spirit. We just lost a great Harry Potter quiz. Mm-hmm. We were having a great chat about all the different mice that there are in the new Nutcracker film, forming into a great big mouse king. We were shipping Harry Potter characters. Yes, yeah, all over the gaff. Yeah. It was good fun. I taught Declan the verb, the verb ship, ship, which he yeah. somehow never come across. Yeah, I'm sure never. you'll, Declan at shame.city, tell him how out of touch and old he has become. Um, and then... We sat down to watch this because I knew we were going to be doing this mailbag episode. I knew we'd have to attend to all the points that our listeners, God bless them all, have raised. So I put it on. It was like a seven-minute video. We put it at double speed straight away because, frankly, who's got the time? And Declan wilted like an August poppy, just dehydrating in the devastating heat of Chris's, what, lack of humour? I, I, just not even exclusively his. Okay. I used to think the first couple series of The Last Leg were all right. Like they were just enjoyable viewing. Ever heard of it? But oh, really? Even once. What but, channel is it on? Channel Four. Oh, okay. But it it has become very very tiresome whenever I've seen it of late. I just find that the whole show is made up of people who aren't quite funny enough on their own, and have somehow managed to be cumulatively less funny than that. I really, mm. really hate Josh Widdicombe. Which think one's he? He's the curly-haired one. Is he always is he a regular? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I hate him. I think he's humorless. <laughs> I think he's odious. There's no need to hate I hate him. his voice. I, I think we should appearance. spread love now. He has a shame. sitcom and it's awful. Oh, and I hate him because it's called Josh. I've got a bit of news for you. Right. I was watching the Nutcracker and the four fucking sweep shops, whatever yeah. it's called. I mean, confusing film, very disturbing. Yeah. Um, 
And get, you'd never guess it's a Disney production. There I was sitting in the cinema, thought I was safe, thought I was in safe, okay. a safe space. Jack Whitehall just appears oh, in the film, dressed sake. as a great big red Why? soldier. I don't know. Why and he's did... going to be the lead in Jungle Cruise, the film they're making of the ride Jungle Cruise, presumably trying to cash in on the pirates concept, in which he's about to play the first openly gay character in any Disney franchise film. Uh, well, apart from LeFou, of course. In... No, he's very closeted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I hate him. Good. Fundamentally. Uh, and I don't find him entertaining. He wasn't on that episode, though, he was, was he? Yeah. Uh, was he? Okay. Uh, I was, yeah. I find Adam Hill fine, but I don't think he's a great host. And the other guy, the one I, I'm not... <laughs> Why are you going through everyone? I'm just asking yeah. about Chris. I don't, I don't need to know. This. Just think the show's a bit shit, is all. Um, but Chris O'Dowd, uh-huh. I also am not a huge fan of. Oh, you surprised me there because you know you've got a lot of connections with Ireland. You're wearing green now. Yeah, um, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> we share much. It's true. Um, I thought he was good in what's it called? That uh, Brendan Gleeson film. The IT film. crowd. No. <laughs> oh, um, sorry, bridesmaids. Uh, no. Okay. Well, was he not. in? Did he do have mice and men on <laughs> on stage? No, I'm pretty sure. Not. Please look that up. Okay. I'm certain. I'll fact check. I'm pretty sure he played Lenny. That can't have. Been I. Allowed. I'm. I'm reasonably I'm so sure. Dowd Lenny. Oh. God. <laughs> oh no. With James Franco. Oh yeah, yeah, that was it. That's very strange. It's a film from oh. 2014. Oh, it's a film. Or they must have filmed the show. Oh, right. Wow. I mean, that something about that strikes me as so profoundly offensive. But to I can't everyone. put my finger yeah. on what. Um and then he went had the audacity to go on the last leg. Mm. And he was drunk. He was drunk. I've nothing really against people being drunk on television. Ollie Reed handled yeah, exactly. it like a pro. As long as they're not lecherous. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's often yeah. Louis Walsh. Which is a problem. Um, I, as long as they're not lecherous, as long as it's not overly performative, which is sadly almost always the case. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it as long as they're, as long as it's just genuine, normal drunkness. I don't like people who are just sat there slurring and a bit dull. <laughs> like, oh, weird. I yeah. love that show. Or where they're just kind of like lolling about. Ah, if they're just loud and crazy like Jennifer Lawrence or something. I don't, I can't. Does she get drunk on TV I, a lot? That uh, seems like something we're going to get sued for. Uh, I, I'm sure she has been once. <laughs> <laughs> just statistically. Seems the sort. She's been on TV enough. <laughs> yeah. But I, I've nothing. I don't disapprove of it in general. However, but I did disapprove of it here because oh. it was not only entirely humorless, right, and dull. But I got the feeling that he was inordinately amused. I think he was and very I, proud of his. And friends. I get the feeling as well, just from the title of the video and the reaction of the audience, mm-hmm. that uh, that they all really enjoyed it and thought it was very good. People will enjoy stuff, though. Yeah, but I don't want them to. No, no, me neither. But what I'm saying <laughs> is they will regardless. So I, I, the story itself was nothing. He tells a story about how his dog likes to... Piss up against a Banksy. Yeah. And then 
it looked like there was going to be more to it. But then he just said, and I think that's art. And then everyone lost their minds. Which, you know, there's no problem with the punchline necessarily because we use the idea of calling stupid things art all the time. And we're the 71st funniest podcast in the whole Democratic Republic of Congo. So it's clearly workable material, but the delivery was lacking. It was very, And also I think he's doing that thing. He's like Joss Stoning. Is that what I mean? The singer, Joss Stone. Yeah, yeah. What, who I didn't mean is Joss Whedon. And right. I thought I'd completed it. Okay. Do you remember she went to America for about three minutes and came back and she was, how's it going, lads? I'm Joss Stone <laughs> from South London. What the fuck's going on over here? Pass yeah, he has a very, a very odd accent, but it wasn't even American. No, it was just like some kind of hinterland. odd distortion. So disapproved specifically, but don't disapprove generally. Fair, fair assessment. Second email of the show is from Supercont Noah, which is not to imply that Toby is... Oh, we didn't answer the second part, sorry, about who would we like to see smash. Having already seen Ollie Reed smashed Uh several, (laughs) several times. And with him now being dead, of course. Yeah. Could be a logistical error. It feels like, well, we wouldn't want to pick that again because we've already got the gold. True, true. So is there anyone... The Queen? Do you want to see Sondheim? Absolutely. The man's voice is so low already that I think if he had even one drink, it would his vocal cords would relax <laughs> to the point that only whales could hear him. What about uh Brendan Gleason? Do you think that would be a terrifying I think he'd be quite scary drunk. Yeah. I don't know why. What are you what are you looking to get? Do you want to be amused? Do I you want, want it to be, be a real no, I want it to be like a massive break from decorum, which is why I thought the Queen was my first. Yeah. But, but do, what do you think she's like, drunk? Oh, I think she's nuts. I think she'd come out with some really <laughs> mad things. Do you think it would be... Fucking Diana! Glad I pushed her off the bridge! Do you and think like, she'd she be in a car openly racist? No, I don't think she's racist, the Queen. No, but do you think that she'd be like... What, you know, just, like old, pe- old people racist? I don't think... I think she's quite progressive, I like to imagine. Yeah? I think she reads Jezebel a lot. <laughs> she spends a lot of time on left book. <laughs> Just ingesting kind of the queen's a memes. closet tanky. Yeah, it's been clear as day. Um, yeah, maybe like George Alagaya. Uh, yeah, a newsreader. That would be, be fun good because it's there's always like such an authority in the newsreaders on the BBC at least. Yeah, Hugh Edwards, someone yeah. like that. Someone well, now that he's so an Instagram stern. thirst trap. God, yeah, buff as you like. Yeah, that, Hugh Edwards <laughs> went straight from BBC Northwest he, to our. He genuinely peanuts. looks up like he's photoshopped his head onto, onto some sort some of weird buff. like surfer yeah. dude's body it's really odd I think okay yeah a newsreader I think Hugh Edwards would probably be my shout I bet yeah. he'd be quite fun as well I'm sure there's like there's, there's think of someone else. Americans will know uh, David Attenborough oh god yeah that's I bet he's horrid here we have a total prick <laughs> looking at me drunk <laughs> yeah um, that would be mean yeah I think he'd be really I horrible I think he'd hurt my feelings but in a really like articulate way. Do you think in that he'd zone in on you specifically? I think he'd feel threatened by the masculinity I exude. And the ad-libbing musical genius, of course. Oh, yes, that's what they're saying. Because he's never been able to sing, really, has he? He can barely speak. It's just a husky whisper voice. Do you think he knows that he's the worst brother? Of the, the two? Of the Attenboroughs, yeah. It's not saying a lot, though, is it? Because Richard was very great, and David's pretty great. Yeah, it's all right. No, nah, he's good. Leave him alone. He's all right. He's fine. What do you mean he's fine? He's, he's Why fine. Why are you coming out as anti-David? I, we we spoke about done? this really early on. Apparently, Brian, his dad's worked there. Apparently, he's a total asshole. Yeah, really? <laughs> and he's also, he's like properly Malthusian, isn't he? Like he, he's like, well, it's 
all right that people in Africa are dying because you know, that's just, the way there's just of not, the world. not enough resources so we've got them ba- all over here it'll balance out don't I worry all of the food in my pot and it was all like we're, we're doing this series about how all of the animals are dying and it's really it's increasingly difficult for them to do it. but we're not gonna we don't want to push the climate change angle because uh-huh. we feel it puts people off even though the only time anyone ever cared about it was the time he threw those plastic bottles at a whale or whatever oh, he God, did last that, year that, that, <laughs> that was odd email number two Comes to us from Supercont Noah. It's short, it's to the point. This is Noah's style. It has been since day dot. The subject line tells us really everything there is to know. And then he uses the body of the text to just kind of compliment that, which I think is the kind of email practice that more people should internalize. Mm. It's certainly more efficient. It also allows you to have this weird kind of control over the narrative delivery of your content yes. because you see the subject line. And then you click and you get like the afterthought effect. Whereas normally you just read the whole email at once. This yeah. gives it like a one, two I like phase it. setup delivery. It's innovative use of the email format, he's, which is otherwise yeah, dead and horrible. He's nailing it. Where is Bono? He asks. Anybody keeping tabs on him? Now I didn't say anybody wrong. He says anybody as one word. Okay. Um, gut check. What was your reaction? This email came to us, by the way, on the 30th of October, day before Halloween. Good time to worry about Bob. I, I, I'll be honest. You I, should be. I, like, looked around. Just I just check. had a quick glance. Fuck, I, where is I he? Did, I did, for a minute, become really confused as to, yeah, where is Bono? It's What's a good he? question. Because I, it feels like a time that it would be rife for him to be all over the place. Yeah, political. Yeah, well, you mean. exactly. So, I prepared some research oh okay have a look exactly this topic i've yeah i've had a search had a look had a scout kept some tabs pretty much exactly that i've got some factual things to report and then i've got some speculation so let me give you the facts first um bono attended noel gallagher's birthday party recently where he gave a speech that was described as rabble rousing (laughs) i don't have any more info than that was that in a positive or negative way uh someone said they'd follow him into battle after the speech <laughs> so what are they fighting i don't know against Music. liam gallagher <laughs> um that's when oh no the second fact is that he had some sort of health scare i believe at the start of this year and no one's quite sure what it is but i'm gonna come out and say that i have solved what it was oh, okay. because he left the most overtly obvious clue as to what was going on in his statement his his nhs medical records well no in the article all the articles that i found were like mysterious health scare means bono has to cancel like i don't think it was even a show it was like a speaking engagement or something and the quote and then his response was add tuberculosis (laughs) and they're like oh could it be (laughs) also where do you think he's from because he's irish gave him that accent (laughs) um the quote was i was so the first bit is like there's a family history of this i was arrested there was an arrest quite clearly he had a heart attack like that's just cardiac arrest he's gesturing towards because there's no health scare that's being arrested by the police and if he's saying he was arrested there was an arrest why if he went um what if he went mental like that coney 2012 guy and was oh, like running naked down the street and the police had to arrest him well, and that, that runs in the family yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> well they, like you say he is irish sure. <laughs> so funny people over there i wasn't 
satisfied by this and you know me i'm a great searcher for the truth you love it you can't no trench to deep investigative to journalism in. is the watchword here at that's a shame absolutely and as listeners better, of the spectacular will have heard. of course where better to investigate investigatively journalize than 4chan ask reddit ah. you're a close i logged on to i sort of embodied if you will one of my many online personas you put on one of your faces that's a neater way of saying it for sure mm. and under the guise of an alter account that i won't be naming i posted a question something like but not necessarily what the fuck do you think bono's up to right it didn't well it didn't skyrocket to the front page <laughs> for some reason <laughs> no I, I i was gonna say i didn't see it myself but, but- 23 comments. So okay. there's, there's plenty to work with. What I'm going to do is run through them. Okay. And I want you to consider each on its merits and dare I say it, its pitfalls. And then we're going to try and conclude based on, you know, the whole wisdom of the crowd thing. Yeah. This like morphic resonance sense that if you, if rats are taught a trick in Mexico, the same genus species of rat across the whole world will find it easier to learn that trick because okay. there's some Jungian hive mind that they're tapping into. You're familiar with all of this, I'm Ooh, sure, so no. we'll move on. You're sounding really like the guy from Skyfall. Just <laughs> <laughs> chatting about rats. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the first two comments had not just a similar theme, but were in fact identical. <laughs> okay. Who cares? Question uh... mark. There was not a lot to work with there. I didn't feel like they were really getting into the spirit. Of no, question. although I do have to admit that I don't personally care where he is, as long as I Hang can't on. see him. Noah has asked you. No, no, but host I, of that's why a show he once referred to as his favourite podcast. That's why I mean, person like as in I in my own life don't right in the show when I got my show face on. Okay, I want to know, but I what I'm saying is I can empathise with these right okay. questioners because well, I'm I wasn't. Uh, until Noah asked, I wasn't worried. I couldn't empathise with them, and I did report their comments as abusive hate speech. And as a mod of that subreddit, in charge are you of able the to just delete the site? <laughs> I've had them removed from the country. Okay. The next one is something that's a more troubling, innovative angle, um, and I think it trades on the fact that a lot of Americans call him Bono which I've always found strictly upsetting uh, yes. in all circumstances. Dookie Candy's suggestion was bonoing something slash someone, question mark, to which I responded, could you elaborate? You're, you're going to the police. <laughs> <laughs> they replied very, very disarmingly fast okay. with just doing whatever a bono does, sort of like a woodchuck chucking. And I said, do you get the sense that it borders on being a criminal act? And they replied again, swiftly. I don't know. It's according to what sort of bono-headed things are being done. Talk to me about that. What do you unpack from it? What can you learn not only about Bono's location, but about Dookie Candy's mental state and general aptitude for life? Well, I, I'll be honest. I'm none the wiser as to where Bono is. Mm-hmm. Um or Bono, as they may be saying. Yeah. But what I am interested in is Dookie Candy. Yes, it? yes. Is a with Duke, yeah, well, yeah, he bought his earlier stuff, mostly. Fair. Um, before he went electric. <sighs> but <clears throat> I'm interested in their particular use of grammar. Okay. In which there is neither really a 
prescriptive or descriptive meaning of what to bono something is not that I mean they by consensus that we both like agreed on this is what that term no. refers to and not even really that there's a kind of first principles definition of what it is yeah it changes from thing to thing apparently but but maybe that captures but, but we don't get any any guesses as to what any of those things and that could be. ultimately could be the big point that dookie candy makes maybe it's the basis for a, mercurial yeah maybe it's the basis for a new language you know how in like french oh, yeah. if you're not sure just say fair if in german if you're not sure just say machen like that'll, in english that'll, if you're not sure you just leave yeah in in dookie candy and dookie candy dookie candian yeah okay dookie candy region yeah you just say oh yeah no bono that oh like smurfs smurf smurf yeah exactly but they're like vague they really took that to a whole develop. new level when they did the, the live smurf action pom. movies oh, oh movie, well yeah. <laughs> uh anyway another two suggestions for you here dave to pay he's a cynic we know him he's <sighs> he's quite a character okay being an ass, probably. Oh, <laughs> Dave! Was good, that was actually really Dave, good. that's... And how did he spell ass? There was a like the, like the donkey. Like, what's good is that he's not only shown Bono, but he's kind of shown me. Like, why are you even asking this cool cat? That's I interesting. Felt, it's, I felt pretty small. It's good Tinker that he Bell took time out of his day to do that. Yeah. Because it would have been easy, to not answer. caring, to just, like, scroll past yeah. to a, a different, better, more relevant question to you. But Sorry. Be- oh, you to him, not yeah. just a better yeah, question. Yeah, sorry, Sub- subjectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, he, he took the time to come and put you in your place. Um, Eight Erfiat has another kind of out there angle. I guess maybe it's a probabilistic assertion because their response was, I'd guess he's on the toilet taking a shit. Oh! Taking. Taking, Unfortunate yeah. verb I'm not a fan of. Um, taking it, it sounds like would you it preferred if he just uh, developed that out and just said just shitting working on a oh okay yeah. in the process of yeah absolutely okay. um, I, I, I mean an interesting angle I feel it's possibly statistically more accurate than anything we've had but thus far it doesn't cut to the core of what's he doing because it's a question no. like, yeah, but what's it's a bit really too functional doing? really like, what's that and, about that defecation is it about and, the sale of vertigo Going downhill. But also, it doesn't tell us in a geographical sense where he is in the world, because it could be anywhere. There are toilets all over the not, calf. It doesn't even have to be a toilet. Let me hear you with that. It could be in the woods. Oh, did when he I not went say to school in the camp toilet? in year eight. Okay. Yeah, You want to finish the story? There, it's not actually that bad. It's just upsetting to tell you about. Okay. But, um, suffice it to say that this camp lasted a week and a bit. Mm-hmm. And on day one... It was set in these beautiful bluebell woods Yeah, that someone had left the school. No one who went is quite sure where it is. It's quite concerning. It's one of these like weird novelistic um, memory comments because whenever I've talked to people who were there, mm. which is increasingly few people, not because they're dying, they're dying off, off. <laughs> they're being picked off one by one. in touch with that many people from year eight. None of us know where it is. We all have very different senses, as I guess you do when you're 12, yeah. of like how long we were on the coach for. Because I, I was mean, like, oh, it was, like, in what it was like six hours or something. And then my friend was like, it was like 20 minutes. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it definitely wasn't either of those, but somewhere in in between lies the truth. Mm. So in these bluebell woods, really like beautiful. It's the largest 
bit of like land inhabited by wild boars in the country. Right. Okay. Which is quite menacing actually, because they are fairly violent. Very. Um, and it was around the time that they'd have young to protect as well, just adding another flavor of danger to the camp. All of which is to say that we came upon a phantom fecal deposit <laughs> that our science teacher <laughs> bent down to, <laughs> took a look and said, well, that's human. <laughs> And then for the whole time we were there, it kept happening. Someone at that school camp was shitting purposefully in the woods, but taunting us with it because they'd start to leave like toilet roll and human accoutrement around wow. the shit site. And God, it's t- it's really affected me to this day. Given your lack of memory of it, are you at all concerned it was another of your faces? No, none of my faces. In a kind of primordial... Absolutely not. Like my faces, the id <laughs> just no. urging the to break The faces away from a human imperative, <laughs> not closer to a shitting, frothing mess. And, and you assume that that is a human imperative. It's horrible, yeah, feels it feels to me to be a, it was, a truly... It was someone who was... What was their impetus? They were trying to be with nature. There was a toilet. Well, they, it feels like they were trying to fuck with... Possibly you, no, but in I don't think they were doing it on routes they knew people would be taking. I think it was just like not as far away as they thought. <laughs> I'm just so confused about it. Like, why would anyone do that? And then what was worse was spending the whole rest of the week because every morning we'd have to like meet for breakfast in this cabin, and it was like fucking. And then there were none because <laughs> you're looking around. You're like, well, someone in this room is the phantom shitter, the phantom. And have fico. you thought of turning this into a creepy pasta? I think it's to rival the goat man. Too creepy to be pasted. <laughs> That's where I'll leave that. And I'm sorry that. Uh, and Erfia brought it up because it's led me down yeah. a real rabbit hole of fright. Chaos Star 95, kind of scathing here again, probably probably not on board with my questioning. Whatever the fuck he feels like doing, bro, dot, dot, dot. Ooh. So kind of aggressive, I felt. Yeah. Not necessarily as helpful as you'd like. No. Um, and not especially informative. So we'll downvote that and report it as racism. <laughs> Consolidating his fortress in the African bush. Thoughts? Uh, does he actually have one? I it strikes me as someone who probably might. A fortress in the African bush. Yeah. You're saying, Bono, you're going on record as claiming. Delane claims fortress in African bush has Bono. No, I'm saying that it wouldn't surprise me. He seems like the sort who might. Why? What do you mean by that? That's a very, very specific and niche thing to think about someone. Uh, because I, he strikes me as someone who, you know, he's one of those people who's always preparing for a big war. Right. And he's thinking, I, I, I'm going to go somewhere where, you know, people don't necessarily know my face. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to be safe. So where that's why I'm fortress. Yeah. don't know his name. I think... Appreciate that, you too. I think it's possibly he assumes it. he assumes there's I don't know maybe a race war looming uh-huh. like that little dwarf in uh, in Bruges. Oh, the little dwarf. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. Um, and Bono has you know very clearly chosen his side in the African bush. Mm. I think could be. However, his previous work, specifically in the uh, Band Aid and then Live Aid, Feed mm-hmm. the World thing. The lyric that he and Geldof presumably collaborated on, there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time, would lead me to believe that he doesn't quite know what Africa is. <laughs> and 
thinks that if we donate just another few pounds, it will be a white Christmas <laughs> all over the Serengeti. And they're going to love it. They've never oh, seen that before. they've been hoping for. Yeah. Some more very harsh climate to live in. More, more conditions in, inducive to agriculture. Jacal says, sitting in a chair, picking at his toenails with a fork. Thoughts on that one? I had some thoughts. And they were thus. I said, that's an interesting idea. Do you think he has? And they didn't reply to this, so it's just something we're going to have to work with. Okay. Especially rigid nails that make the larger than usual implement a necessity. Or does the pain of fork scratching under the nail bed thrill him to his very core? So I was just trying to get a sense of what kind of person Jacal pictured present day Bono as being. And like I say, there was no... was Oh, Declan's... Declan, you seem to... We're still in the middle of the show, mate. If you... He's gone to the door. That's bizarre behaviour. And he's... Yeah, no, he's left the whole room. So, um, yeah, we didn't get an answer on that. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a solo show from here on out. So I'll just read you the other. It was kind of the last one we had. Just want to update you as well that this thread's had a hundred and something views now. So it's pretty good. Going pretty well. Um, Dom ist Krieg. If Declan is here, he'd probably give us a German translation for that. But like I say, he has left the room he said staring in a mirror pointing at himself and trying to convince himself that he's still got it that he's still and then this is in caps the man so what i guess they're gesturing towards is a fundamental arrogance inherent to bono's persona which you know anyone who flew over i think it was his hat or his glasses by first class jet to one of his gigs whilst also caring about climate change and poverty and that he must think quite highly of himself is all i'm saying and declan's back we had to pause for honestly days Mm. in that intervening period he walked right out and didn't stop until he was neck deep in the thames and i had to lasso a big you know those life preservers right over his head which is thankfully quite an easy thousands of those get stolen every every day do they Mm. by Youths. Oh, okay. By youths. What for? What are they using for? Oh, they just they just throw them in the sea. It's a fashion. But not when there's someone drowning. But maybe it's preemptive strike. They're Quick! Like, <laughs> just if in you're going to drown, drown in this small circle. Yeah. I was just talking to the listeners about Dom Istkrieg's post, mm-hmm. which was that he was staring in a mirror, pointing at himself and trying to convince himself that he still got it, comma, that he's still the man. Ah. Now, I think this one is probably the most accurate. Uh, it's also a person who goes on to give me two more bits of detail. Is that a reference to the Bruce Willis cameo in Friends? I don't know, is it? Where he's like oh, yeah. in the mirror, like, you're the man. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a kind of tropey thing. I don't know if it's a direct quote. It could no, be. but I, it strikes me as sort of a similar vibe. I said, thank you for painting that picture. Very believable. What do you think he's wearing? To which he replied, a cowboy hat. A black leather jacket, big shades, jeans, cowboy boots. He does it a few times. Different angles of standing. One finger, two. Finger guns, maybe. Fuck! Bono, get it together! He quietly repeats, I am the universe. I am Alpha. (laughs) I am Omega. Just like the self-help program that he secretly keeps on his phone told him to. He believes it. He has to. 
Doesn't he? Yes, damn it. He takes a sip of whiskey and silently worries about losing his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that self-help program was automatically downloaded to his phone? Like the... Uh, no, that's a good U2 joke. You 2 and iTunes humour, where those mm. two intersect. There are, there's a, there's one listener who's fucking hyped. I replied, wow, I'm there. I bet he smells of stale cologne. And this guy replied, he's really like getting into it. Like if we were yeah. together, this would be like a moment of sitting really close, like energy, like those moments in great workshopping, like we've had. Yeah. Where there are no bad ideas. And of we're course. just bouncing around the marketplace. Oh, of, of we've come knowledge. up with some world changing ideas. Really, really good. And cigars. He smokes Havana, I imagine. Only the finest things in life for Bono. He's the kind of guy who doesn't play his own music, but he plays other artists' covers of his songs yep. and sneers at their inferior yep, quality. definitely. What a prick. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's a great image. So, yeah, that's basically all the knowledge that the internet has of Bono's location. I'm sorry we couldn't... I reached out to his people. Yeah. He wasn't forthcoming. Could be dead. Uh, like David Miscavige's But wife. at least, uh, a you know, a diverse a widespread view of opinion. Mm -hmm. But I think what we can say, we can't answer the question, where is Bono? No. But we can answer the question, how is Bono? And And it's it's tragic. (laughs) To say the least. Final email for the day. And then we're going to conclude with some, uh, sort of cry for help, I suppose. A plea for If you haven't got that theme already. This is from Toby as well. On the ceaseless march of time, sent a week ago today. Hello, Declan and Isaac, comma. In episode 116, you'll remember it, guys. What was mm-hmm. it called, Declan? Episode 116? Yeah, God. Not a clue. You disappoint me on a very fundamental and profound level. Okay. In episode 116, Declan mentioned how... I don't remember what it was called. Okay. How he's a big supporter of the individual... Being able oh, it to was Pharmacy Friends. Pharmacy Freaks. Why did we call it Friends? Friends, I think. To uh, the individual being able to make their own choices about their life brackets or something to that end i was half paying attention <laughs> nice right as i was listening to this classic declan rant a cdr that was my parenthesis yeah. toby can't take credit for that initially. okay i was reading this very article i would love your fresh from the oven hot take on this also the thought park episode was too long stop it. <laughs> <laughs> regards toby that's a fair criticism god it was very long An i listened 50 to 50 minutes on two point I normally said 2.7 I had to bump up to 2.9 just to get through it it was like listening to a mouse choir (laughs) like that so this is (laughs) I hope no one knows what is a reference to in our history Overdraft Street very very good episode what what compelled us to do a rap at the beginning of that episode you we were doing it was our Patreon song Uh, yes and you were like oh let's do a rap and then it turned into a three hour endeavour it went on for a while. That was worth at least four minutes of work. <laughs> <laughs> Generous. Dutchman. This is the Guardian reporting. Oh, yes. I remember this. 69. Starts legal fight to identify as 20 years younger. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to give you the gist. He's a 69-year-old Dutch, quote, Pervert. positivity guru. So, yeah. <laughs> who says he does not feel his age. And he started a battle to make himself legally 20 years younger on the grounds that he's been discriminated against on a dating app. He said he doesn't feel comfortable with his date of birth and he's compared, and this is important, his wish to alter it uh, to uh, people and who are identified as, you've guessed it, transgender. Oh, and it's he? at this point that you might think, I'm going to write Emil Rattleband off as a bigot. Okay. And you'd be right to do so. Oh, you but would. we're going to yeah, continue seen, yeah. 
reading. He basically asks for his date of birth to be changed from 49, 1949, to 69. He says, when I'm 69, I'm limited. If I'm 59, I can buy a new house, drive a different car, which I don't think there's a rule against you driving a different car. I can take up more work. When I'm on Tinder and it says I'm 69, which is the saddest start to a sentence, (laughs) I admit, I don't get an answer. When I'm 49, with the face I have, I'll be in a luxurious position. Just have a little peek and confirm or deny yep, that he yep, looks like a rectangle came to life in the worst way. He he looks like... Ron Perlman's ugly cousin? No, I was going to say, he looks like Benicio Del Toro playing someone with jaundice. <laughs> and very bad facial hair choices. Mm. Uh, so basically... Oh, God, this Benicio's is getting a lot of free publicity on this podcast. Yeah. We should probably get in touch. It's not free. He's, <laughs> he's slack us a, a sneaky little 10, a 10 piece. He said, buy yourself something pretty. <laughs> Doctors had told him his body was that of a 45-year-old man, he argued. He described himself as, quote, a young god. <laughs> a young god yeah. at 49. <laughs> um, the judge. Sorry, 69. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The judge in his case seems to have gone for a weird kind of like metaphysical approach to disproving the possibility of like aging backwards. Uh, he says, I agree with you. A lot of years ago, we thought that was impossible referring to changing your gender in law. Right. Um, but when asked, he asked the applicant how his parents would feel about 20 years of his life being wiped off the records. For whom then did your parents care? Who was that little boy? The judge asked, which well, is a really weird, quite, like quite interesting, in yeah. like appeal to a very simple common sense. Like, well, what do you think that that twenty years was? Like, where did it go? <laughs> you can't just get rid of it. I, I like the idea that they imagine if they said to him, "You can, but you have to tell us which specific days uh-huh. across the, your sixty-nine years you want gone." So mm. he's got to, like go back through the diary and find some. Find like what were a bunch of dud days. Yeah, days and when he looked particularly rectangular. Because if he accidentally like deletes a day he went to the doctors and they found something, that's it. Mm. The state just kills him. Oh, <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of this yeah. and I saw a lot of fallout on Twitter because of uh, how much everyone agreed there was because in. of a lot of transsexual and transgender people were being asked to come on the radio to debase themselves by, by even having to, by even having to justify why this fucking lunatic pervert <laughs> was anything to do with their life choices. Wow. I mean, in in the most like to be kind to him and to 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 give it even the a smallest bit of attention uh-huh. to say specifically that it's similar to transgender issues mm. seems to uh, conveniently overlook the much confirmed, much agreed upon, even by both sides of the debate idea that gender as an idea is very much, as the saying goes, a social construct. Yeah. They are ideas that we made up just and like, decided. Just like time and years and that. Uh, and aging like there's no you can't look at the body of a 69 year old and be like that's an old body compared to no well, especially if it's a a young 45 year old god's body oh god yeah but just this you know the ceaseless marching of time does isn't isn't for us humans at this measly speed that we can achieve mm. in any way uh legally relative <laughs> and it's not <laughs> something that you can mm. feel like you can't be like, oh, I don't feel like I was born in 1949. Um, in a very different sense, you can feel as though your 
personality, that your role in society, that your place and where you feel comfortable in society is different to that gender which you were assigned, as it were, uh-huh. at birth. So hang on, let, let me... I, I don't know if you mean, and I expect probably not, because you're okay. a kind of optimistic uh, people pleaser. Okay, yeah. It sounds like, and one could argue that what you've just said suggests that he's trying to kind of make light of trans issues in a in a mean-spirited way. I'm saying that it's a double whammy uh-huh. in which he is attempting to undermine the trans movement whilst fucking young people. <laughs> Where young means 49. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, just, it's madness. It, it shows a real uh, transphobic agenda that this was given such enormous media attention that it would be very easy to just go, hmm, well, he's a fucking loon. Madman goes to court again. Wow, it's, uh, hang on a minute, it's a completely different in every single sense <laughs> to, even the, to even the most transphobic person cannot deny that time. <laughs> and gender. Time and gender. qualitative experiences. Uh, but... No, instead, trans people are invited on the radio to defend themselves against a barrage of, but what about this? Yeah. It's uh, interesting uh, what I like about, because that was The Guardian, you know, our left-leaning uh, yeah, comrades. Yeah, very, <laughs> very good. But people. what I like is that as the as a media platform, you get to say, look, we're just, you know, we're just reporting. We're Imagine just if The there. Guardian didn't have Gary Young. Why would anyone ever have picked it up? In the course of this, uh, like the discussion over this, the article, Gary Young's article about identity politics uh-huh. was shared, which uh, I would hugely recommend to all of our Should we listeners. link it in our show notes? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, because it's, uh, as he says, should be retired as a term because it completely fails to, uh, A, encapsulate anything. Yeah. It is whatever the person speaking wants it to mean. Yeah. If they're right-wing and bigoted, it means a form of self-indulgent uh, ideology that's supposed to trump any kind of rationality as they define it. Mm. And if it's used by uh, any kind of ethnic or sexual minority in any sense, then it is to mean that uh, a form of self-identification and a march against their own oppression and it doesn't need to exist because politics is inherently about identity mm. because it's it's literally about the management of who people are and, and what they do. Um, I would also, on this note, like to recommend ContraPoint's latest video, oh, which yeah. was very good. Shrink that as and, well. Yes, and does a very good job of breaking down how ludicrous, stupid, and simply wrong <laughs> the... Uh, the pronouns debate is which what's by particularly good is that the person who she's using as the nemesis ben shapiro of like this is the opinion i'll be attacking mm. actually argues entirely against himself yeah which really makes her <laughs> job a lot easier. very very useful it's very satisfying to watch him completely undermine his whole point yeah uh there's a but she also makes the very good point that uh that i think is not necessarily here in this um, uh, debate over this man's age. I'm, oh, I'm loath to call it a debate, but this discussion over yeah. this lunatic pervert wanting to change his age. Um, but the uh, how do I explain to my child oh, yeah, angle so of like, oh, well, what am I supposed to say to my kid? As if 
kids are not the most inherently receptive to these sorts of new ideas yeah. anyway. I, it's really, it, I think it masks a very obvious and blatant not uh, uh, concern for children, but more unwillingness to educate themselves oh, absolutely. and therefore saying why well, it's I, you know i understand it all but how am i supposed to explain it to a kid my it's pal like, well, read a fucking book my pal liz off of BBC's yes silent witness and the showers in she was asked to do cbb's which is our like children's programming is there even anything like an equivalent of that in america Nothing know. I'm aware of. Not that I know. It's like a channel that's entirely kids shows, but yeah. not like Disney Channel. No. Like, it's actually good. I think CBeebies is possibly the last great bastion of the BBC. Yeah, I think it's that's... like the last really it, good yeah. thing they're doing. That and Louis Theroux. Yeah. And otherwise, that's don't bother. sad as hell to think. <laughs> yeah. But they've, for as long as I've been aware, like, been able to reflect on their output, they've always championed difference and having mm-hmm. like people with visible disabilities people who are of different races and sexual identities or like just yeah as as part of the normal landscape of programming not even in the context of like today we'll be learning about this lady in a wheelchair no it's just, just she's they like, have like a one-armed yeah, presenter just like get this in real life in real life where you, sometimes you go outside and there people what, are who what, don't look exactly like you crazy time we live yeah. in but yeah liz is visibly disabled and she was asked to do they do this like bedtime story their last thing yeah and you want to go and have a little search on Twitter sometime. <laughs> I don't know if it's even, because it was a while ago now, it was a right. few years, the first time it aired. But the amount of people who were like talking about like how I'm supposed to explain what this is to my child. <laughs> it's like, well, what do you mean? It's <laughs> primetime BBC star it's, Liz Carr, the actress. a literal person like, reading a story. It's it's crazy. Like It is mad that people can't... It's but, so, so mean-spirited as well to, to hide behind your own child as like a yeah, well, baby yeah, exactly. meat shield. Like, oh, they'll never get it. The, the number of like, children oh, no, who just, cared about that was nil. Literally none. Literally none. And it's amazing that diversity as just a fact of the programming, just literally a feature of the background, as mm-hmm. it were, um, is so easily accomplished and has been for ages. Like for as long as, like we're going back now to the 90s, not exactly the most woke of decades, oh, no. but there were, you know, when I was watching kids' TV programs, there were people of all different races on There's a Tracy Beaker. dog. There's that huge red dog, you know, like kids TV shows, like something like Smile on Sundays and whatnot, yeah. always had a more diverse range of hosts than any primetime BBC show. I think show. people put a lot more thought into children's TV than, well, good children's yeah. TV than anything else. Yeah, and and it's just mad that that can be a feature of that, but it's just not like anywhere really yeah. in adult program. The only place that I I, that I see it, as just a fact, is in um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. where obviously there are like specific episodes or plots that are based around the di- relative diversity of the cast. But as people are, like always point out, it's a TV show where set in New York, mm-hmm. where there are two black police officers, there are two Latina police officers, there are a couple of white police officers. There's a gay black chief. Mm-hmm. There's a as in police chief, <laughs> there's a 
bisexual Hispanic police detective. And it's just, that's just it. Like, it's just normal. That's You're saying they're not, it's not all about that. Not every no. episode has to be about every No, it's just difference. that they just, oh, look, there happen to be people who look different. And they're God, just, that must annoy the fuck out of some people. Really, really just troubles a lot of people to see that kind of color spectrum on their television dreadful so there we go that's our response to honestly i've forgotten what we were even talking about <laughs> oh that horrid dutch bigger. oh yeah what a cunt last thing this is going to be quick because i don't want to keep you for too long you've got busy lives you're Ooh. going to be busy leaving us a five-star review at shame.city slash review or reviews or reviews the last one is not one email in particular it's a trend that i've been noticing declan alluded earlier to the fact that there's been a downward trend in our yeah overall. i was gonna say it seems weird that the downward trend in listenership has uh-huh. which coincided fair, also itself coincides with a down downward ticking output we've missed more episodes in the last few months than before yeah and also i think as stats improve it kind of narrows down mm. gets rid of the fluff but what has gone massively up noticeably and unarguably is what i'm gonna go out on a limb and call <laughs> bald-faced threats <laughs> In our inbox. We've been the recipient Undisguised. of some crime. Unabashed. Digital letter bombs. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Um, t- Talk to us about how this began. Well, we've had this thought monster who's always been a feature. A thorn in our show. <laughs> for as long as I can. A thorn. I know. I thought that as well, but then I thought better of it. Yeah, but well, thanks for dragging wrongly, me Wrongly, I think. But, um, and recently they really seem to have stepped up their efforts yeah there's someone called the tm spider has been haunting us well we first became aware we've told heat sec story on this show yeah i think for sure heat sec is the sort of prank we pulled on our friend at university to make him think that everyone on the internet thought he was involved in this big thought he was leading (laughs) yeah leading heat a uh, an ambiguously racist (laughs) sector called heat slash cyber criminal outlet yeah um stealing people's accounts yeah (laughs) backtracing but that had been dormant for years right and i was just at work and then this group message came up we haven't spoken to this guy in literal years and it was a message on my phone from me declan and this guy who we'll call bros and then (laughs) yeah okay i'll come out it's ross you've got oh. guys it's a fair cop and and he said something like look it was funny it wasn't funny the first time you need to cut it out like why are you starting this again i was like ross i don't know what the fuck who are you about. oh ross, ross. <laughs> why are you hiding behind this word tight alias <laughs> um i was confused bemused and yeah amused by the concept because there was indignation there and that's yeah. what i thrive on but he went on to send us screenshots of Reddit chat, which honestly no one uses in the whole Not world. Not at all. Um, in which an account called TM Spider, look it up. I don't know if we've activated some kind of like dead man switch by Probably, naming Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, had been talking to him about HeatSec and also asking specific questions about where you were. Yeah. Which seemed quite directly threatening. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say so. He thought it was us. We can confirm it wasn't. It simply was not. We and take... since then, the Thought Monster has revealed itself to be TM Spider. TM, Thought Monster. Now the Twitter account. Now the Twitter account. It follows us. It says it lives in our apartment or something. Yeah. Or no, nearby or something. Yeah. Something creepy, like the last place you'd look or behind you, something like that. It uses our website in its bio. Creepy picture. They've set up a, 
an email address at reborn.net, which can only imply some kind of cult, a cult crime. Is a, and imminent. a definite Joe sacrifice of us. is on the cards. <laughs> it's going to be Your huge. name isn't Joe DeMambro as well, is it? Or you're oh, that baby. We've also had, and I've not been weeding them out because they're frankly unintelligible, a series of what I'm going to assume are kind of puzzles. But I've been, normally, I would be chomping at the bit <laughs> Declan's favourite to uh, engage with a riddle I love an online riddle I've spent many a day involved in them but these ones I can only assume when I unscramble them and I would are going to say something like Isaac I've got your dad in a headlock <laughs> going to cut his face off in a while hurry up come here <laughs> pay me a million dollars like what I'm saying is like I don't you, have like, the motivation your dad's Facebook he's got like a selfie of him <laughs> in a headlock like plus help tag at Isaac BD <laughs> I don't have the motivation to solve them because I know it is only going to be bad for me yeah it's like solving well and also there's so little to work with Oh no! I think there's they've increased in how much traction there is. There. I haven't opened them. I can't yeah, bear to. I can't stop doing it. But they're like there's coordinates. There's some like Greek looking alphabet. There's but some the, ciphers. But going. the most recent was yeah. Now this was from a, a whole other account. But yeah. We can only hope that there aren't multiple entities who have it in working for us. together. Some kind of cabal. This is from Watch This Space at protonmail.com now protonmail for those who don't know is a very heavily encrypted webmail service that is recommended by whistleblowers i used to use it when i worked as the on the board of directors for a digital rights charity where you had to use it that was how i found out about it it's mandated use for like crypto people serious stuff anyone can open an account but it's weird that you would unless you had a real need to Watch this space was a subject line with spaces between each letter just to make it, I guess, more either friendly or creepy, you decide. Yeah. And within it were six YouTube links ending with the fully spaced sentiment with compliments. Talk to us about the YouTube links. Well, I opened them up. I received this email while I was at work, uh-huh. screenshotted it, sent it to Isaac with a suitably suicidal message. Yeah. Um, uh, but I didn't have a chance to to look at them. When I got home, I opened them up um, on my laptop, and for some reason, it opened them in reverse order. Uh-huh. But I I was looking instantly for a uh, some kind of clue across them. Yeah. And having looked both ways, realised that the first letter, oh, sorry, the first word of each video title uh, spelt out. The sentence. It the optimistic is, sentence. It is coming to an end. Where it, we can only assume, is the show. I don't lives. know whether it was just um, coincidence uh-huh. or whether it's important, but both it and end were capitalised fully. Oh, good. It is coming to an end. Doesn't make it more creepy, for no. sure. So... Uh, we. I, I suppose my question to the listenership, uh-huh. um, which does go out to those sending these emails as well. I mean, I assume they listen. If not, then that's even more worrying. Um, it goes out to, to them, I suppose, uh, and I'd like them to show their cowardly faces. <laughs> but um, sorry, sorry, fuck. But more specifically to the broader listenership, the non-threatening listenership, uh-huh. um, and it's why. 
why, why have you done this? <laughs> like, what what is it about the show that encourages or has encouraged what this? Vibes what, are we what sending? What could out? be three different people? Mm. One long term, two more recently. Yeah. Uh, uh, this kind of vibe that we want, not just hate mail. That's well, it's actually not hateful. It was with compliments. But, like, that's yeah, nice, but, but gently, but threatening. very, very threatening. I, like I the find. compliments of a man who approaches you with his hand in his pocket and presses his. That pocketed hand straight into your yeah, gut. Yeah, people can't see what you're doing, and and it. They don't need to. It's a very a, clear image. Sounds a bit like you're saying he's poking you in the he ass was with your cock. Yeah. <laughs> no, I meant he had a his gun. Coat. Uh, it's a very clear gangster okay, image that yeah, everyone yeah. would have been on board with. It is when you're acting it out. Uh, through your the particular words, description through the was words. particularly. Um, so yeah, we're curious to know a what's why why are you doing that yeah. to us? B. Uh, can anyone put us up for a couple of months that, at a yeah. secret location? <laughs> Got a safe house going. <laughs> and see, uh, do you have our backs when the Great War comes? Because if it's coming to an end, I can only assume it's going to be not some kind of damp squib of an end, yeah. but I, I blazing hope our, glory. I hope our patrons know that by being patrons, they have signed up the to be on our side. The specifically <laughs> refers to yeah. the war footing. The, the war, war clause. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's a bit of a shame, really. Uh, yeah, I, I just... I hesitate to even as, ask as for ever, more emails. As ever, it's um, it's the waiting that's the worst bit, mm. you know. Not so you're knowing. asking for TM Spider... If death is going to come, <laughs> let it come do swiftly. It for Declan. I'm more up for the kind of challenge because I have a lot of confidence in my ability to ultimately outsmart. Oh, okay. Uh, but I guess that's a kind of hubris that could put me in a reverse just, bear trap. It's just you morning. versus Proton Mail. We'll see who wins, <laughs> huh? Big times. Um, look, this has been a mailbag episode. This has been a heavily edited episode. God, it's going to be very, very short. <laughs> That's for sure. Let's do some plugs. But there is a kind of pre-caveat, which is all Unless. these communicative <laughs> methods we're throwing out, don't be throwing us threats down them, or we'll only serve to cut them off. Here's a new one for you. I want you to go to shame.city slash discord. Because we're getting the discord going i think we should start i'm on board it more. i've been thinking this because you know i always have discord open and we're always sending each other stupid links we could just pop them in there even if only one other person joins it'll be a real addition to your life to just get involved in the shame city discourse yeah the dialectic that exists between us all of the screenshots yeah of all creepy. of the crazy links. today just today i sent you the harley quinn builder bear freak show. and i still haven't looked at it's it it's really upsetting Ooh, you're gonna yeah. love it uh so shame.city slash discord is the place discord is just a chat app and it's where the party keeps going 24 7 where 24 7 means as long as one of us is awake yeah which honestly is quite often the case <laughs> we sort of exist at yeah different ends of the day cycle what else do we have we've got a twitter oh God. And that's a shame cast lots yeah. of stuff going out there yeah there's some fetus fm some good tweets uh if you <coughs> want to unfollow feel free <laughs> no don't be doing that um that's at that's a shame cast for the show uh, at Isaac BD for Isaac and at DE Delane for myself mm-hmm. uh you can send us an email yeah TAS now think, T-A-S check yourself city. before submitting just be like do I want to scare these nice boys or potentially via the contact form on the website shame.city slash contact if you would like to join the shame army uh-huh. then Shami 
Mm, no, I take it back. Thank you. So I don't have to. <laughs> then patreon.com slash shame city is the place to go. Yeah. If you have but $2 to spare. A month, that is. That's mm. what, what's that? We do eight episodes a month for $2. Sure. <laughs> That's one cent an episode. That's mad. Don't check the maths. Shame.city slash reviews. We'd like some reviews before the end of the year. If we don't get a new review before the end of the year, I'm cancelling the show. That's just it. That's my ultimatum to you. Okay. And I, I'm not one to not follow through on my word, which is a convoluted way of saying the show's over. Okay. It's as good as done. All right. Get reviewing. Okay. Five stars only, please. We've got fragile egos built up under all these masks that we wear just to face another day. Not hugely uh, a fan of being complicit in this face mask dynamic you've created for yourself. isn't it? You're on board now. Oh, well. Until episode 100 and the next one, I've been (laughs) Isaac. You've been many-faced Janus Delane, (sighs) king of the double boys. And we'll see you very, very soon. Bye, guys. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strides. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you.